welcome to Wide Flank. All right. Uh, hello and welcome to Wide Flank. Uh, I'm Teddy and I'm here with Alon. Hello. Uh, Alon's a, a fantasy soccer sage. Um, <laughs> a guru, you might even say. Um, and also Danny. Yellow. I'm joined here with my uh, co-star, Launch Octopus. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, that gives you a preview of what we're about to talk about. Yeah, Danny's Danny's probably the best gamer I know, so that's his uh, superlative. Uh, best action gamer that I know. Um, it, Alana, is there like a guy in sports who like can play, who's like at the top of two separate sports? Like, is there like a football player and baseball player? Yeah, they who, don't. They don't let athletes do that anymore because they're they invest too much in the player and the risk of injury is too great. But yeah, I mean, Bo Jackson is like the right, standard Jackson, yeah. answer. Yeah, absolutely. Best running back in the NFL, and then you know the rest of the year he would play a bit like a hundred out of the hundred sixty-two games in outfield and hit thirty home runs. That is and so fucking awesome! Absolute god. He he. I mean, Bo Jack. This is a Bo Jackson episode now, but he. The reason he got severely injured and basically ended his career is because he was like literally too strong. And the biggest linebacker in the league was trying to tackle him, and he was just dragging him. And he he pulled his hip out of his socket because he's just too strong. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. that's Danny. Yeah, that's, that's Danny. Danny. Yeah, it's yeah. Bo like Jackson's Danny. good, but he probably's like bad at chess or something. So, and that's like, and that's where you pick up. Alon got a ni- nineteen ascension in uh, Slay the Spire. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. true, true, true. Um, so uh, in this episode, we're discussing Mega Man X, uh, which is our latest game club project and uh, what we've been playing for the past month. Um, so if you want to join us for the next game club, uh, we'll post links uh, in the show notes to our Discord and social media. Um, and uh, if you want to argue with us or give us feedback or just hang out and talk to us because we're like really cool, as you'll see in this episode, uh, hang out with us in the Discord. Um, Okay, cool. So, uh, Danny, tell us about Launch Octopus and your relationship so far. <laughs> uh, so, we played Mega Man X. Uh, I don't know how both of you played it, for sure. I played the PS4 Legacy Collection. Um, Mega Man X came out originally in 1993, uh, published and developed by Capcom. It's not the first Mega Man game. The first game came out in 1987, and there's been this formed this huge franchise with 29 like main title releases between the Mega Man and Mega Man X series. Um, the Mega Man X was like hugely well received by critics, say for a few points of contention um, and players at the time of its release. It's like a huge nostalgia trip for people, including a lot of our discord members and listeners uh, who really pushed this to the top of our <laughs> game list. And, it's frequently included in top 100 games of all time lists. Uh, very well loved, like many of the other games we've played so far. And um, yeah, thank you, Danny. That was beautiful. Absolutely love that part of every episode. What what am, what am I going to learn about the game that I spent yes. three weeks playing? Yeah, I didn't play on PS4. I played on Telemelt with a legally obtained ROM, and it was everything was totally very legal and very cool. That's so sick that yeah. it was like legal and cool. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Um, how'd so, you guys like it? What, where do you want to start, Ted? So yeah, I, I think I think it's probably a good idea to start with the controls. But I yes. think on that note, um, the I played on I I got the Legacy Collection as well, and people talk about 
uh, retro games having really bad input lag or frame la- like frame delay, and it was like really noticeable Ooh. on PlayStation. Um, like I played on Telemelt and was just I felt really good and solid. And then when I played on console, I was like way behind everything that was happening on screen. And then when I went back to Telemelt, I felt really dialed in again. And I, I think the problem is I switched back and forth. So Danny, you probably were fine just playing it there. And that was just like how the game felt. But um, that's just something to like flag as a potential difference. I mean, yeah, that that to me is enough reason to be like, don't play the Legacy Collection almost because the movement is, in my opinion, is the best part of the game. The feeling of the game Um just sort of the it's the thing you immediately connect with when you pick it up um the kinetic motion the tactile feel of the movement you sort of like what i wrote down is you sort of enter almost a flow state right when you pick the game up where the controller is is just becomes an extension of your hands it's like that seamless that like your brain is sending messages directly to the screen as to like what to do like the wiggling and the wall jumping and the height of your jumps and all that stuff just feels like incredible. Um, but yeah, if there was any input lag or anything, this, I would have really hated this game, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think like, I still think some of the things would hold, like I think wall, like the wall jump is uh, something that feels really good. I feel like you're really sticky uh, yes. which I really like. Um, like I really like the the effect of like the smoke coming off of it as you slide down. Um, I think the like sliding still feels really good. Like like sliding and jump or not sliding, dashing and Dash. jumping. Yeah. Um, like that. Just have being able to execute having your character do that. Like walking is kind of slow and you feel heavy but still solid. It doesn't feel like bad. But then when you're able to like quickly turn that into just like a flying jump, it just feels really distinct and awesome. And like, you're executing like a very different, uh, 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 execution or something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you feel like I, I played the majority of the game with no power ups and the original weapon. And I think part of the appeal for me and why I lent into that let lent is that a word leaned why I leaned into that was um because this felt so good and I when you play the first boss or whatever boss you start on you you get to choose which boss you start on like I knew I could beat it without any help you know like I, everything is very beatable it because you can play it perfectly and you can dodge everything even though it's really fucking hard so i think just like having that in the back of my head was like that's what made me want to be like i can master this and i'm going to master this and i beat 98 percent of the game without anything so yeah yeah there's something about uh something we talked about in our like earlier episode like our other conversation was um like everything's really big uh like the projectiles are big the enemies are big you're big it's kind of a criticism i have of it but in terms of like you can't see the full Mm. like world space but it also makes like each encounter with like a boss very clear um you're not you're never hit with like a ton of projectiles at Mm. once um or if you are it's like you because you're like speeding through the game um 
it's yeah like you're saying it's very uh it's very fair in that sense and you can be like i'm gonna jump over this i'm gonna you know run back so that the projectile spreads apart so i can like worm my way through like in the chameleon fight or something right <laughs> so it's already start the the references but that just like uh reminds me a lot of doom in that sense like uh yeah, everything you have time to see and react to things as they're coming at you. It's uh very rare. I mean it does there are some enemies or some bosses where there's some like something you can't do anything about. Um but yeah, you always yeah, I definitely you no matter how frustrated I was, I was always like I could have jumped over that or like I could have I could have done these two dashes during that fight and I wouldn't have died. Right, it's the projectile versus hit scan thing. Right. Yeah. Is, is right. there I was actually thinking as you were saying that, is there any like 2D games where like there's hit scan weapons, right? That's like something that's so uh probably something to think about like as we play more yeah. 2D games, but like it's you're able to um you're really able to read the the game space, right? And and then react versus like Goldeneye, right? Where you're just like peeking around a you corner just got or headshotted something. yeah instantly right headshotted. Um, yeah that's interesting i have to i'll be thinking about it the rest of the episode right like i i think there are some sections where it's like a laser shoots in a line right yeah. which is like a projectile it's like a hit scan but it's because you can like jump over it and like hover or something and um, like you see it like charging up or something like that it right, gives you right. enough warning i think that's an interesting thing because it's probably it probably coincided with like you know, as graphics get better, I think game designers as a whole are like, well, let's make it more and more real, which I think is bad in a lot of instances. Um, and like trying to make it feel real and slower and guns being hit scan is probably, uh, probably comes from that. But I, I also similarly thought of Doom, like Danny was saying, you know, Bacon's question was, is there a way for this game to improve and exist as something new in 2021? Or was it more or less at its point of perfection in 93? Um, and Doom is what I thought of in, in sort of like a reverse engineering way, because we, we both, we all loved Doom 2016, which also focuses on that sort of like kinetic movement. You have to keep moving at all times, executes to perfection. But if you were to imagine, doom 2016 as a 2d super nintendo side scroller it's not that dissimilar to mega man x like with it is mega man x it is basically mega man x like with your different weapons and all that stuff and have to keep moving and dodging and moving and dodging and killing and it's like every screen is a new arena in a weird way like that it's sort of similar so that was sort of what i thought of and then the other spectrum of like of more contemporary game that i thought of was sort of like yeah totally opposite was like super meat boy and like mega man x isn't a platformer but to me something like super meat boy like would strip out a lot of the stuff that i think we all probably didn't love about mega man x like combat and shooting and charging your shot and that kind of stuff that that actually slow the game down even though they wanted to make a fast-paced game, all that stuff actually slows it down and is negative. And Super Meat Boy is like, just get rid of all that shit and just focus on what's amazing, which is the movement, the stickiness, the ability to dodge, the speed. And so it was like those two games are what came to mind for me. Yeah, Danny, are there any like quintessential or like 
like peak platformers for you or where you feel like you are really in control of the character do you have anything like that um because i feel like you are because you're kind of you're later to the scene than us um yeah i i mean i when i think of like my platformers i love i think of little big planet which is not that it's not that yeah (laughs) there are some things about like the way you can grab and throw and move things around and interact with the world but uh I I think I do love Towerfall. Uh oh, like really yeah. satisfying movement mm-hmm. and uh it's not that's not a platformer but yeah just like wall riding and jumping and dashing through the air. Um, yeah, that the wall riding and that like the the wall sliding and that is like really solid like and catching arrows is super satisfying mm-hmm. and really it feels like you've done something well. So uh yeah, for for that's like a really good a good one. Um, I also I've thought a lot about Little Big Planet as like the polar opposite, but still a good game. But right. it's like floaty, slippery. You can't <laughs> tell what the hitbox is. Um, but Mario sixty four is always the one that's for me. It's like this is one of the best games ever because I feel like I'm Mario. Like mm. I can do the reverse, the like the side flip. I can do the wall jumps, the triple flip. I just feel like totally in control with Mario um, in a way that the other Mario's that didn't feel the case for. And I went back and played some of the old Mega Man's and they're interesting, but they're not this, right? They don't feel really good to be the person. Um, they don't feel good to be Rockman. And so, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's worse. It's, it's definitely a point where I think you can see the influence of Mega Man X, but as it just focusing on Mega Man X, I, th- I feel like it missed like I was saying before, like it wants so badly to be a fast-paced game. There's like shredding metal, there's dodging, there's dashing, there's wall sliding and wall jumping and jump dashing and all of this shit. But then they like run into themselves because they, I don't know, I guess felt like that to stay true to the old Mega Man stuff of basically you should never advance the screen without holding your charge shot. So I'm standing still holding my charge shot after I clear every screen. Like enemies, when you leave a screen and come back, enemies reappear and you're like, oh, fuck, I have to do this again. Like like Teddy was saying, it's so zoomed hate in. that. You, that. Yeah, hate that. It's so zoomed in, you can't tell what's ahead of you, which inherently slows down the game because you never know what's around the corner. And it's, again, like it's it's just bad playing to not like charge up a shot because something's going to be in your face immediately and you just kill it in one shot if you charge so it's like those things all clash with the idea of being this like shredding metal game like a super meat boy where you're just fucking holding forward the whole time doesn't matter if you die like go as fast as possible which i feel like is sort of what they wanted yeah i the yeah no i think that i think that's well said i guess like the one thing i was thinking about with the charge shot right like so you've you've cleared an area and you're ready to go to the next stage right and it's slowed down because you're you now need to sit before this you move the screen and charge your shot up yeah right um you could like be jumping around doing stuff and it's like oh i'm about to advance better charge my shot um like one solution i feel like they could do to this is just like if you don't fire your blaster for a while it's charged up and then your first shot is really powerful Mm, yeah that would Um, be amazing 
And or if like killing, like the way Doom would do it, is like killing enemies charges your shot. Right. Right. Something yeah, some, like that. Something. You clear yeah. an area, your shots always charge because you just killed three enemies. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Like that's how I want to play. Yeah. Uh, also, my my finger really hurt. Um, I yeah. actually like. I also feel like I'm getting old uh, <laughs> yeah. because like my thumb, PS5 controller. Yeah, the PS5 controller too. But I was actually playing a lot of it on PS4. But it um. Yeah, I was just like, fuck, my thumb. God damn. Um, so, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as far as, like, the slow the game slowing down, I also felt like the life system slowed the game, or, I don't know, ruined the flow of the game for me. Just, uh, oh, if, I, yeah. if I died once on my way to a boss, I was like, okay, well, I need to restart this area because... If I like all I want to do, if it's like my, not my first try on the boss, I'm like, I know I'm going to need more than one try on this boss. And I just felt like every time something like that would happen, it just like totally I, I would either kill myself or I would just get farther along and feel really bad about advancing. And when that happened, it just feels really out of place having lives in like such a short stage situation, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I, I think this kind of leads into like the age of the game. Um, mm. And like, I don't want to judge it too unfairly uh, because it is old, but yeah, like something like lives is just so outdated to me. It's just like, it's like clearly a vestige of like uh, trying to get you to, uh, yeah, trying to get you to put more money into an arcade machine. Yeah. Um, and like, I think TLF, I think it was TLF who was talking about this was like button, like button, mash, like mashing square in a cutscene to like get out of a struggle or like quick time events. Yeah. Like clearly just holdovers from another area era that like don't make any sense now. Um, but I, I absolutely agree, Danny, like I, I would get, or I would die in a part where I would have three lives to, and I'd be like prepping for Sigma or something. And I would die by accident on the platformer area. And then I would just run off three times, three more times to reset my my life counter right so because like bad. why would i go to fight him with one less life right and it's just like that's also you can't some, something else is you can't leave an area until you've cleared it yeah right so well, once you've cleared it you can leave early but yeah right but so like they recognize that this is something people want to do I, I was trying to think about like what why they don't want you to do it until you've cleared it but i couldn't really think of a good reason um so yeah, you're just forced to like push trudge on to the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, even though you know, it's not going to work. It's like, there's no quit option. It's like, you just have to reset the game and then input. The other part is a password, right? Like, why isn't there a fucking save in this game? Right. It's like right. out of control. Like I-, I used to play this game at my dentist, by the way. And every time I would like beat a level, it would say password. And I would be like, Oh, I don't want to like put in a code. I thought it was like a code to like cheating. Yeah. I thought it was like to get <laughs> game extra shark. Ant. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's fucked up. Like I thought every time you beat a boss, they like gave you a code to like get a new gun or something. And so I never used it. And I just thought you had to beat it in one go. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it's where I feel like this is where, I mean, super Metroid came out the same year, right? We talked a lot about super Metroid in the Castlevania episode. Metroidvania is a genre, you know, that basically started with those two. I feel like, this could have been that where you're in. So the Castlevania Symphony of the Night, you're in the one castle. 
So you're never trapped in an area because you're you're in one area. It's totally up to you how you want to unlock it, what you see, what you don't see. The ex- exploration feels a lot more organic in that way because I'm not like loading into a level I already beat and cleared to like go back and get a thing. It's just you know you're you're there's different areas in the same way of levels, but you're all in one you know world. And um, I feel like, I mean, I don't really know, maybe this is, you know, leans into Jeff's question about like, is this the pinnacle of Mega Man's? But I feel like there should be a Mega Man that's a Metroidvania. And I I felt like in this game, like, oh my God, if this was one world with all the same stages and bosses that already exist in the game, it'd be so much stronger in, in so many of the ways that we're talking about with the lives, with exploration, with all that stuff would just be like so so much tighter. Yeah, and I mean, from what I read about, uh, well, from what the reception I read about the game, it does seem like this system, this like stage select system that doesn't have a dictated path um, or an order was a pretty big deal at the time and maybe it wasn't the first game to do something like that but it was uh you know people took it to be a huge deal and basically every review from the time talks about this aspect as a really interesting new thing mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think this is another thing where looking back at a game it's hard to appreciate the timeline of when these things became standard or even possible so like castlevania is yeah is this kind of like pinnacle open almost like open world yeah 2d scroll you know 2d scroller game and this is seem this uh, it seems obvious to me that this was a step in that direction in this uh in these this era of games yeah i think i think you can do this non-linear stage select thing if you just like clean up some of the things we're talking about right um the other thing i was thinking about is like if this was the only game you had and you had it for three months before you got your next game, before your parents bought you, you know, Super Metroid, you'd, you would, you would feel a little differently about this, right? You'd be like, uh, you know, I'm going to play this level over and over again until I have it completely dialed. Like I've beaten everything. I'm going to go explore every inch. Um, and it won't, it wouldn't quite matter about some of this stuff, I think. Um, but I, I mean, we're we're still talking about it as humans playing the game, so I don't want to like give it too much credit. Uh, I wh- one thing you're saying a lot is like how it could be like a big open, like big open world does yeah. kind of make that less creaky. The other thing, the other option is only boss fights, right? Uh, I don't know what you guys think about like the other the other parts of the game. Like, I think most of the enemies and this most parts before the boss i found like really boring yeah and not interesting um really easy like you have a lot of life like health i mean like you can you kind of learn that in that intro stage like you can get hit with stuff and be totally fine and you're gonna get more health anyway and it doesn't really matter so like, like all the levels are so easy and then you get to the boss and die like 10 times in a row and you're like fuck i have to like get good at this game yeah like in, i found my yeah sorry no Danny. i was just saying these don't these like ads don't teach you a skill that you need for the boss fight or something like sure. that they're literally just yeah it's just random obstacles for you to deal with yeah it's i feel like the first level teaches you a lot and then yeah. 
that's like a really like I think maybe they should have like a more linear section in the beginning and then just boss fights or something like that because uh yeah like I, I found myself a lot of times like just intentionally getting hit so I was just invulnerable for a few things so I could wall <laughs> jump past some guys you know you have like so much life I was just like I don't want to fight the- I I just killed four of them and then I fell back down and they're all back and they're all up I like I've proven it to myself that I can beat them I'm just gonna yeah. eat some damage and then go through. Well, this is, uh, I mean, this is kind of like a worse version of one of our gripes with Castlevania was having to go as soon as you left an area and came back, you had to fight everyone again. And how as soon as you had bat form, you would just fly at the top yeah. to get wherever you were going. And yeah. this is like that, except, yeah, every time the screen scrolls too far. Right, at least in Castlevania, that. you knew, right? You knew yeah, that if you, you went through this door, it reset everybody, right? Right. And, and in Castlevania, you get strong enough that you just, everyone's just one hit. At one right. point, like you right. can just like go through the castle in one second. You can just dash through everything, basically. So once uh, you get like the wind gun in this game, it becomes kind of like that. Yeah, especially that, like the Sigma really Fort- Fortress. You just uh, those like tankier enemies. You just jump, shoot it, and wait, and then go. Yeah, <laughs> again, slowing the game down. Not right, not right. great. <laughs> so yeah, is that is that your favorite gun? The wind, the wave gun. Everyone wants to know. Everyone wants to know our favorite guns. I know. Probably the wind gun. The wind. I forget. Sorry. What's it called? What's it actually called? I don't remember. I don't um, remember either. I'm uh, call it the gull wing. But, um, it's the one you get from Storm Eagle, right? Storm yeah. Tornado, I think it's called. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah. That Storm sounds right. Tornado. Yeah. S Tornado or something. I, feel, I, I, feel, I used it a ton. Yeah. So. I feel like I don't have a favorite gun because I was just such a buster ultra. I was just a buster. I'm a buster guy, but. Storm Eagle was probably my favorite boss, to be honest. So, you know, favorite boss gives you your favorite gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, the it was the most valuable because it shot through walls every time, but then it could also shoot vertically through the stage if you charged it up. So it just could like you could just clean up with it. Um, the boomerang is obviously fun, but but you could shoot the wind gun up. Yeah, if you if you charge it, I think it goes. Vertically. news to I, me i never did that i i believe <laughs> you i just i don't think i ever tried to charge it up well um did you like charge the ice gun up i did that once by accident and you create like the platform uh-huh. and i was like what is this i went back to buster <laughs> get out of my game <laughs> cheating uh something that i wanted to ask you on and i don't know if you know the reason but like we were talking about how doom uses different weapons um, Mm. and like, it's all that like experimentation. Like, and it just made me think, is there a reason you feel like you wanted to play this with the buster? Cause I feel like in doom, I definitely didn't have that impulse and I feel like you didn't have that impulse. No, I didn't. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's a lot of reasons, but one of them is what we were just talking about. We're like, doom is much harder like you'll you'll just die because the (laughs) levels are hard there's not even really bosses in doom until like you're at the end of the game basically so you're just in these huge fights and they're hard your ammo's low which is a thing that they could have done in this game to sort of force you to use different weapons right doom forces you to use the chainsaw to get more ammo for the other stuff then you use the good stuff and run out of ammo and chainsaw again like that whole loop but um yeah like i mentioned earlier also i just I felt like the mastery was the thing that actually drew me to the game. 
the mastery of movement and dodging more than anything else in the game. And so using Buster to make it extra hard was how I found joy, <laughs> you know? Um, and then lastly, it was something that we're sort of like talking around is like, you're on the stage select screen, you can play the first eight bosses in any order that you want, but there's a correct order that you're supposed, I don't know, supposed to, in quotes, play in, that gives you the best stuff and the right weapons for the bosses. And I was just so uninterested in that. When I found out that that was even a thing, I intentionally did it in the wrong order. I got the dash last. Um, because I was just like, this is this is a game design problem. It's a flaw in the design of the game that there is a quote-unquote correct order, but there's no distinction or clues or anything that would provide you a reason to do things in the aforementioned correct order. It's... I, I, was, I talked to you guys last week about it. It's like... I think about Pokemon and how the elements just make sense. And I think this is why a lot of games use elements, right? Because we all just like sort of get it. But fire is weak to water, but it's strong against grass. And grass is strong against water, but weak to fire, whatever, you know, so on and so forth. It makes immediate sense. And so it lets you sort of, it guides you on your own path. But in this game, there's no... There's no indication that Chill Penguin will give you the dash, which will also give you the capsule that tells you that there's other capsules that you should explore the maps to even look for. I didn't even know there were capsules in the game until I played the last boss. Um, And then there's no indication that the gun or the weapon that you acquire from beating a boss is going to be good against a different boss. In the earlier Mega Mans that I played as a kid... It's like Heat Man and Ice Man and, you know, Bubble Man or whatever. And it works sort of in that elemental Pokemon-y way where you're like, oh, I need this to kill this guy. But in this game, it's just like, nope, that gun's just OP against this guy. And when you use the OP guns, it's like a joke. It's like not even a game, really. It's just like they're just like dead and can't do anything. So sorry for the long rant, but yeah, that, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, I think he, the original designer meant it as like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Which is like what Pokemon is, right? It's a more complicated version of that. And I mean, I guess Mega Man is too. Um, but yeah, then this is just like, good luck. And I hope you get it right. Like something very that's very strange to me about this is you could play and not get the dash until the seventh boss or sixth boss. Eighth, like, eighth boss. Eighth yeah, boss. La- yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. It's just like really... It's like essential to play the game in not in terms of like to beat it, but for fun, right? Yeah, it's really absolutely, weird. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, it's just like you know, I'm not I'm not gonna game design on the fly, but if if you beat a boss and his and the weapon you acquired was like, you know, you've acquired the hammer, it's strong enough to break armor, then that's not like telling me too much. That's that's letting me be as a gamer, as a kid and playing this game, be like, oh my god, I'm gonna fight armored armadillo now. I can I can I'll fuck him up. Cause I got the thing that fucks up armor, you know? But there's just none none of that at all. It's just like you just kinda gotta know or just play try everything possible until you get it. The 
the boomerang cuts off the elephant's trunk. Mm. So, you know. So sick. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Just but like yeah, I always imagined. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Makes intuitive sense. Uh, do you guys have a favorite boss? Some people asked about that, Damon and, and Bacon, I think. I love Chill Penguin. Like I just love the I just love the name. The I love everything about him. Amazing. The intro video every time you start the stage is so good. His little <laughs> intro, so good. Um, so not probably not my favorite fight, but I love I love him. What's the favorite fight? Tough one. Uh, not launch octopus. I know that. <laughs> you thought launch octopus was hard so hard yeah that was a hard one for me yeah it's the first also, one took i thought me f- it took me forever to figure out that you could ride the serpent that is guarding the area right before launch octopus. oh i didn't know you could. i didn't know you could do that well yeah so if you get on its back when it's kind of going sideways you can just spam from on its oh. back to its head or tail so for a while, I mean, it sounds like the experience you had. Just it takes so it takes a while to get there, and then when you get there, you've got to deal with this high health enemy forever. Yeah, it um, takes a long time. That was that was my favorite fight in the whole game. The uh, serpent, the serpent. Yeah, wow. I, I love the water. I felt really like floaty, and I loved like timing it with his, the like roll of his body. I just thought it was like a really cool fight. Um, it was very journey. Yeah, yeah. It it, it felt. It felt kind of like slow motion, but still mm. hard and exciting. But the sound was really good in the fight too. Where like when when the it's, it's going to come up, you could kind of oh, tell yeah. like, oh, it's like on the left of me or something like that. It's the stereo. I yeah, yeah. I don't know if the Super Nintendo's when stereo gaming started, but it, you you could definitely tell. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was between Kuanger and uh, Storm. Is the best name. Yeah, Boomer Kuwanger is the best Boomer name. Boomer Kuwanger. It's like a generational name and a penis. Kuwanger is some sort of play on words with the Japanese word for the type of beetle that he is. Okay, cool, cool. I, I looked it up. But he I thought his <laughs> fight was really fun, like the way he like dashes at you and I I didn't have dash, so it was like very chaotic. Like he just closes you down nonstop and you just have to like outmaneuver him. I thought that was a really good fight. And then, and he has uh, maybe the best music, his stage and, um, storm Eagle. I just liked because it was, I think it was the only boss fight where you're not in a box and you're on top of a spaceship, mm-hmm. sort of like a super smash bros, mm. like type of map, you know, you're just on this spaceship in the sky and he's like blowing you off. It, it was just so different that I was like, Oh, I, this is cool. Like this is a sick environment or everything else is just like in a literal empty box. <laughs> yeah. I think all of them have a wall that you can climb except for storm Eagle and the first Sigma fight. Once you've beaten all the bosses, I think that's right. You can, you're still in a box, but you can't wall run. Like you can't wall ride on that boss fight. What's the first Sigma fight when he's in his suit, and then zero, you get stunned. Then zero, like oh, disables that, his suit. That's a uh, vile, vile. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, the first fortress, the first yeah, Sigma yeah, fortress yeah, yeah. fight. Okay. Yeah yeah. 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 When that happened, by the way, I was like, oh, I feel so vulnerable. I was like, I know. Fuck. I know. Uh, uh, bo- the stink chameleon is mine. 
Um, okay. It's just like a real, just like a classic fight. I love like the green projectiles, like yeah. having to dodge it. Um, I love like going to the middle to like bait out his stealth so he doesn't like get too close yes, to you and then like <laughs> running away. And then dodging the tongue because yeah. he got too close. Yeah. <laughs> I think the boomerang is the one that's OP against him, right? Yeah. Did yes. You know? Yes. It's just like, I looked, so I, I should say I beat 99% of the game with no power-ups and only Buster, and I couldn't beat the final boss. But So then I was like, okay, I'm just going to bang it out with all the upgrades today. It took like no time because I just looked up all the stuff, and I was like, let me just look up the weakness, like play it out. It's like I can't even describe how unfun it was. I was just like, oh, I just... Press press the button, press the button, press the button, press it, they're dead. Like, it takes off, like, a quarter of their health, stuns them. They don't use the abilities that you have to dodge if you don't use them. It's just, like, ridiculous. And Chameleon was like that. Did you guys like Spider? I actually did. I really liked that fight. It took yeah. me a... I probably died most on Spider. Yeah, well, that fight, I was like, oh, this is impossible. Like, uh... Yeah. Uh... Like I got, I like the first couple. I was like, "Oh, I got it," and then it speeds up, and the music oh speeds God. up, and I'm like, "No, there's no way a human <laughs> being love, can do this." I love the spider fight. Yeah, yeah. What was? I don't even know what to call it. What was the um, the one on the wall? <laughs> no, the uh, uh... <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that? The I fucking don't, I still wall. Know. <laughs> It has a name. It's the like car. a really funny name, but I can't remember what yeah, it's the called. The separating car. Are you talking about the car, Danny? No, no. I'm talking about the one on uh, the launch octopus level. The like, it almost looks like the thing from Metroid. The like brain. It was the one oh, that would shoot the water droplets that you get yeah, stuck in. That one looked so cool. I thought. Yeah, it, it was like in it was a bubble, called. and it would like. It would like bounce, like it would basically zack ulti on top of you, and then like, yeah, throw yeah, down yeah. like water droplets that you would get stuck in. That my, was a uh, great fight. That was such a good character. I yeah, about that my one. Uh, frame rate would go to like zero oh, yeah. during that fight. It was so fun. I'm like on a PS4 Pro. I'm like, are you kidding me? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I Doug was telling me like he was watching Andy and Damon play and on Telemelt. By the way, we should say Telemelt is our friends. Uh, emulator that you can play uh basically a bunch of people together playing uh old roms uh and so i can boot up a game like i can load Mega Man for my dropbox and me alon and danny everyone's watching me play and then everyone can press a button they they can be elsewhere like other houses we don't live together and they <laughs> yet yet and then they just press a button and they're now controlling the game um I could explain the technology, but I don't understand it. Basically, Batsley Andy is a genius, and yeah. um, if you play any like uh, ROMs, retro, SNES, retro games, it's so fucking rad. Uh, he should be a billionaire. This he's gonna this is gonna take over the world. It's the so best way to play. Yeah, it, it's it's cool. I I can't wait to play more games like this with yeah. my friends. Absolutely. Um, so check it out. We'll we'll link to it in the show notes. But um, back to business. Uh, <laughs> Um, Doug was saying like, about the frame rate. Yeah, Doug was like, when the frame rate drops something, he's like, "Oh, is this like an issue with the emulator, like emulation on the browser?" And he's like, "No, no, like this is this game, like just fucking slows down." <laughs> yeah. random parts. This is like, hard coded <laughs> in, baby. 
<laughs> can't handle it or something. It's I don't so know. good. It's so good. <laughs> By the way, the the wall's name is Rangda Bangda. <laughs> so <laughs> just just FYI, the fucking like photos of it are so funny of this 2D oh wall. <laughs> Unbelievable. But um yeah, I agree with telemelt and the frame rate and all that stuff, yeah. Spider. Spider's great. Really frustrating, but great. And the feeling of that that's like where the similarity with like a, a Soulsborne game probably comes in, or maybe the only part where the the satisfaction of mastering a boss and then defeating it Ugh. is humongous. Feels Literal so disbelief. Good. Yeah. Like I I was telling you guys right before we started, like I was scrolling through my notes before we started and like half of them were like, let's fucking go, like eat shit. Like I'm just like so amped after like perfecting a boss pretty much is because that's like the level you kind of have to get to. Right. This game is either about mastering the mastering the meta, right? Understanding the order, getting the right weapons or it's about learning the individual boss mechanics and mastering it. And I think that's like what you're landing on with like the Buster only playthrough. And yeah. I did one with every weapon and then like one with the Buster. And yeah, it just wasn't really very, I just like didn't learn the boss. It was just like, I basically yeah. killed them because yeah. I did everything else right. And there's something about a Buster only playthrough that like forces you to contend with, not with the systems of the game, but with the mechanics of the bosses um and you can do it right as you said yeah. so it's I, yeah. I think it's it becomes really satisfying it's uh and it is very similar to a soul sport in that sense right it's like you can grind and o- get over leveled and get through a boss if you need right. to but also you can learn how like people play without taking any damage or level one playthroughs because they just know how bosses work and they've completely shred them and both are if that's how you like to play are interesting yeah i mean i guess it's good that there's the option right because people definitely like both ways but i i totally agree with you that that's so much more interesting to me and it's a really i had imagined very difficult game design problem to make it in such a way that it's really fucking hard and you're gonna die a bunch of times but you also know that it's beatable right because like you you're making this for like kids in 94 or whatever who that's like your target audience like they're gonna give up if it's too hard or it just seems like literally impossible like i don't think i beat the Mega Man games when i was young like i was playing Mega Man 2 and stuff like that i don't think i ever beat any of them because i was just like i probably played and liked it and was like cool you know i don't know what stage to go to whatever and then i'd pick up a different game but um at playing them now i definitely felt like okay I just died 20 times in a row to the spider, but I'm so close to fucking getting it. Like I, I keep getting hit the same when he goes all the way to the side. Like I keep getting hit by that. I need to like dash under him, like jump over the, like, and just knowing that it's possible. So, so nice. Yeah. Miyazaki, the, the Soulsborne guy basically says like, if he can beat one of his own games, then it's not too hard because he's really bad at video games. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so that's how we can tell. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. I feel like, yeah, I didn't even beat Pokemon when I was really young. When I was like, like when I was seven, yeah, age seven, I was definitely not making it to the Elite Four. Right. Uh, 
So that's that's interesting. But I guess as a kid though, you can like you can like an incomplete game. Yeah, or have fun memories like, of incomplete. Had a blast. Yeah, <laughs> especially one that doesn't have a story. Like as a this game has a story. That doesn't doesn't have a. Uh, <laughs> And Pokemon a, has a fucking a story. Constant dude. narrate, a constant <laughs> storytelling aspect to it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, should we should we talk about that intro stage that you sort of touched on, Teddy? Where that's another like definitely well executed good thing that they did in this game. That's new to Mega Man's at the time, and probably I'd imagine new to gaming. It was probably like <clears throat> sort of a revolutionary thing of like the tutorial level that's not a tutorial it's actually a level yeah i think you should talk about that what i want to say is the first level is fucking awesome like the music is so sick the you you warp in and you're on a highway and there's like these there's cars rolling by you as you run down the highway uh the city in the background there's like an off-ramp on the highway the music in Mega Man 1 is like cool. It, no, it's not cool. Mega Man 1 is <laughs> is interesting. Um, but it's like kind of like someone who runs a toy company like invented a video game to like sell toys, right? It's kind of like Pokemon or something. Like it looks like a toy. And in this, it's like gritty and it is like kind of apocalyptic. I mean, this game is Blade Runner. Um, yeah. right? I think we 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 haven't quite talked about this yet i don't think but you are a reploid right you're a are you are you are you a reploid there are there all the robots are reploids yeah basically x was stashed away in a cave dr kane found x on a dig and then they used his design from by dr light to make the reploids which includes Sigma right. and every boss that you fight and everything, because they eventually rebelled against humanity. Right. It's so, just singularity. That's like the story. Well, it's like Reploids are basically replicants, right? And Mega Man is Harrison Ford, who is, um, spoiler alert, is a also a robot who is hunt sent to hunt down other robots. And I think the game doesn't do a lot of work here, but I think there's like an interesting moral question there. Um, but anyway, you are, this is Blade Runner. So it's this kind of like post-apocalyptic sci-fi world and you just get that so quickly. Yeah. And I love the first stage for doing that. I feel like it just, it, it just lays it on all right there and I love it. Um, yeah. But do you want to talk about some of the game design stuff on first? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, X, oh. X is a reploid. X is a reploid. He's considered a reploid. He was made before the term was started started to be used, but right. okay. I think yeah, I think he was like, stashed in that cave for like a hundred years or something like that is the lore. Right. Long time. Dr. Lights put him there for thirty years, but he maybe he was in there for longer. And Dr. Light, what a genius. He's we we're <laughs> so blessed to have <laughs> him. I mean a lot of the stuff that I'm gonna say about the intro level is from this ego raptor video which is the cringiest video i've ever seen in my life and i would strongly recommend that no one ever watch it and hopefully we cover enough that you don't ever have to watch it but we watched it for you but um you know a lot of the the good stuff that he says is about the intro level because well like teddy was saying and i totally agree it's so cool 
and just beautiful and the music just shredding metal like jumps you right in is is awesome but a lot of the stuff that eager after was saying is just how it teaches you to play is also awesome every game needs to teach you how to play they do it in different ways they need to in different you know degrees of depth but every game that's just like the nature of the game is like teaching you the language then you execute it or whatever but the way they do it is so cool because it's not a tutorial there's no pop-ups telling you what you can and can't do basically his points are you learn immediately that you can make mistakes you have enough life you can take damage like stuff can hit you and that's okay you can jump over shit and just dodge enemies and just move on you shoot stuff and kill it you can charge your shot you can wall ride and that's how you would climb out of a, a ditch. And it just shows you this stuff. There, there's a mini boss. There's enemies that need to be attacked at certain spots. They're weak, weak in certain spots. Um, and it teaches all of this through a level that's a real level and fun and cool without explicitly saying it or showing it and it's not like annoying and you have to click through a text thing that you have to read or whatever and that's that's great yeah the other Mega Mans are full of fucking tutorials like yeah. click to read about this thing it's like it's so embarrassing it's so stupid uh but yeah like like Mega Man, that level tells teaches you everything you need to know to play the game it's like why are this is what i was saying before it's like why have the other pre-boss areas they don't right they don't really yeah Yeah. that's true yeah they're all like surplus really um and then like plot wise is another ego raptor thing is so you get like absolutely obliterated by vile who you fight later in the much later in the game as one of the bosses but in this intro stage you you play an unwinnable fight against vile which is so cool to begin with, just playing an unwinnable fight in a game like that, you don't expect to fight that. You feel very weak and very helpless because he doesn't have a life bar. You don't even know if you're damaging him and he's just like closing you down, cornering you, beating the absolute shit out of you. You don't, one of the things Ego Raptor said is you don't have to empathize with the character on the screen because the feeling is happening directly to you, right? Like you're, you feel like, so worthless with the controller in your hand you're like i fucking suck this guy's way too strong like oh my god and then zeros comes in saves you absolute badass like so sick first of all teaches you that you can even charge your shot if you didn't know and then he also gives you the goal and ambition that one day you're going to be as powerful as zero is and kick everyone's fucking ass so that's like you know that's how to kickstart a game what did damon ask us about zero do you think Zero was so cool? Yeah. And obviously, yeah. he's the coolest. That hair is so sick. Incredible. And he and he's nice. He's super nice. He's yeah, a sweetheart. He is nice. That's what that's what makes him cool in my in my mind. Oh my Powerful, God, when the, when but the still blood's coming out of his mouth. I was like, oh, oh fuck, too shit. too dark. Yeah, yeah. It's like what the shit, dude. <laughs> Zero. That that was a surprise. It's that he cool broke to out of see in the uh, there's a there's a <laughs> there's a prequel prequel anime that came with the remake of this game on PSP. I know that was a lot of words, but it's pretty cool. It's on YouTube, and you get to see 
all the Reploids working together. So, like, X and Zero are, like, best friends, shredding. Sigma's their captain. And you see all the other bosses, like, with troops, and you see Vile and stuff like that. And, I don't know, Zero's so sick in that game, too. I'm just like, oh, man. Get to play him in later games. Yep. Yeah, you do. Yep. Yeah, uh, what I think on this... uh Bacon was saying um, uh, there's been many Mega Man since this, but I'm not sure the experience has changed much since then. Like, is this the perfection of Mega Man? And I think, like, we've kind of addressed it throughout the episode, but I think, like, there, a lot of it is here, but they can clean it up, like, de-age it, right? Like, get rid of lives, get rid of the checkpoints. Um, Like, if you play the modern Mega Mans, like, the one that came out on PS2, X7, and X8. Oh, my God. uh, Like, X7 is, like, a 3D game. It's so fucking bad. Like, this is, like, this is so much better. Uh, And, obviously, they still make amazing 2D games, right? Like, Splunky is amazing. Uh, Hollow Knight, which we, I think we should play for a game club, is just, like, an absolute 2D masterpiece. Um, Feels so good and modern. Um, also with a wall slide and jump. Um, Love that. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, th- those modern ones where you play a zero and have a sword and <laughs> shit is just like, it's an absolute shit show. So, so this one is the pinnacle you're saying. I mean, Mega I, th- Mans. I think it is the pinnacle, but I think they could do a better one. They haven't reached the summit, but it's the yes. highest they've yes. achieved so far. Yes. Um, like Cuphead, I think, is an example of a game that's like the modern kind of. It's a little more of a run and gun, but it's like it's definitely better in a lot of ways than this. Uh, but not actually, not even that much. It's just an interesting take on this kind of genre. I, have you guys played Cuphead? Yeah. No, I've only seen it, but the the big difference to me, and maybe this is what makes it less of a predecessor for the Soulsborns and more of a predecessor for like the doom and other stuff or at least in my opinion is that like cuphead is like all memorization as far as i've seen it's like you have to know every single thing to do it or you you basically can't win you can't like react and win but this game there are like obviously some patterns but it's not completely the same every single time you fight a boss you actually learn as you die that like oh fuck sometimes he does this sometimes he shoots twice sometimes his tongue comes out like whatever and it it's more like raw skill and reacting rather than memorizing a pattern and i'm i don't know that much about the soulsborne games but i think they're more like that cuphead style of memorizing a pattern is that right yeah i I think i think it's I think Mega Man is kind of like you can memorize like the the telegraph of moves, mm. right? Um, and but then there's also a bunch of skill involved mm, mm. within that. Uh, do, do you have Do you have an opinion, Danny? I feel like I feel like there's some memorization of areas and where enemies are going to come from and how they attack, but. Especially with the boss fights, it doesn't feel very much like memorization. Um, I mean, everything is memorization yeah, yeah. At, at core. So, like, but the boss fights 
like every boss fight feels different. Every attempt feels like a total unique attempt uh, in Soulsborne. Uh, at least I, uh, that, that's how I feel about it. But um, yeah, I'm having there a definitely hard time. are games that are like that, though. What what would you say is like that? Because I'm having a hard time kind of distinguishing the two. Like, I think obviously, like, I guess Doom is a game where you don't memorize anything. Right. But um, I guess like you, there are certain things like the guys who charge you, you know what that attack's going to look like. Um, you know, these guys shoot these kinds of slow projectiles. Yeah, at it's you. like, it's like, yeah, yeah, it is a, it is a fuzzy line, I think. But I, the way that I've seen people play Cuphead, again, I haven't played it, but it's like roll here, jump here, then jump this, then this at exact right. timing. That's how you, that's how you beat this. Yeah. That's like the dialed in pre-programmed pattern to beat this and it'll work every single time the exact same way. And I didn't feel, I mean, there are like OP things you can do in Mega Man. Like if you, I did this the first time I played him. If you just are like in the top corner on the wall against Chill Penguin, he just literally can't damage you. And you just charge up your shot and hit him. And I I'd perfected him the first time I played him. I was just like up there and I was waiting for something to happen for me to react to. And it just nothing ever happened. <laughs> um, but for the most part, all of the Mega Man bosses, I would go in and you know the moves mostly, but like the angles of which they come out and where you have to dodge and the speed of your movement, that all that stuff to me changes. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. a, it's not pre-programmed. You can't just be like, this into this into this into this works every time you'll perfect the boss. Didn't seem like that to me. It felt more like live, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I think I, that's how I would describe Soulsborne. Um, I, I I know very little about Cuphead, so I I can't comment on it. Um, mm. It makes me think of God. I can't think of what game, but there's there are games where you have to like fighting waves of enemies, and if you don't kill whatever enemies you don't kill, they come back at the end. Um, uh-huh. Basically, like the ones who survive are stored up, and there's a there's kind of some memorization where you're like the five steps you have to do every time to kill all the enemies in this wave. Uh, um, so that they don't come back later, but I can't, I can't think of what game it is, but I'm imagining like, okay, I, have to, I jump on th- these two guys head, shoot him, shoot him, jump on the last one. Yeah. And like, I have this rehearsed approach yeah. that works every time for these ads. And then there's a boss or something else afterwards. Yeah. I mean, this, this is how like playing destiny is like with a, like a full raid. Everyone's like, okay, this is what we have to do in this fight. And then like something goes to shit. And then, <laughs> and then everyone's like trying to, trying to get back on track. And it's, that's what I think that's what's like really cool about what we're talking about here is right. It's yeah. like, there is a system you can learn, but then it's really dynamic in the moment. And you, it relies on like your skill, right? In, I think uh, in an it, action sense. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, you know, the, the term off book in chess. Yes. Yes. So it's like, like the grandmasters. Pretty, I think it's like around 20, the first 20 moves of every game are from memory. They're just rehearsing old grandmaster games that they've memorized, like hundreds, thousands probably of old games from other grandmasters that they memorized until it gets to the point where it's a unique situation that's never been done because there's like infinity unique situations in chess and then they're off book and then they're like really playing and that's like when the game begins sort of if if you know enough which i don't but um 
I'm kind of putting you guys on the spot here. Well, myself too, but like, who are the best bosses? Not in this game. Just like, what are the best boss fights in games? Because I feel like we've played multiple games with bosses, and none of them are that memorable, really. In the in the our game club games, I'm like, you know, Half Life, okay, like Doom, whatever. Like this game, they're like, I think like the the aesthetic and design and the names and this music of the bosses is cool, but like a few of the fights are sick, but not the rest of them are kind of whatever. I just like what game has the best bosses, <laughs> or the is it fear. just Soulsborne? <laughs> um. Yeah, that's Metal a really Gear good solid. question. Metal Gear Solid bosses. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I have fond memories of Kingdom Hearts bosses. Uh, Which one? Like Sephiroth or oh, Ice mm-hmm. King. Yeah. Um, not Kingdom Hearts. Nothing from Kingdom Hearts 2, but Kingdom Hearts 1 in particular. But I yeah, often, I mean, it's a good question because I, I do think there's another one of these things games are like supposed to have. Yeah supposed to be a boss fight and uh like i think bioshock's a game right where it's like doing a lot of new things but at the very end of the game there's a boss fight one boss fight and it's like what the fuck is this like and like a shadow of the colossus is a game that's only boss fights uh and all the boss fights are amazing Um, interesting okay and i mean they're like to call them a boss is like a little I mean, they are bosses. Uh, you you would think they're bosses, but they're like kind of like a whole process and level. They're like giant bosses that you like climb and find where to kill them, like stab them and stuff. It's, um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think like boss fights can be like the worst thing in video. Games. Yeah, right. It seems to be like sort of a trend that we're on. I, I guess like Zelda bosses are usually pretty good from memory. Like I don't remember like specific bosses, but. They do a really good job of teaching you everything you need to know in the temple, getting you a new weapon and teaching you absolutely every way to use it that you'll need for the boss fight, and then having a hard boss where you use your new weapon. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah, the frame for a good boss fight would be where you just have to lean on. Uh, it forces you to kind of really interact with the mechanics at, that have been laid out so far. Um, I would argue that. Uh, like a perfect boss fight is probably not one like in, in the water temple or something where you are given an item and then you learn how to use it. And then that's how you beat the boss at the end Mm. of that area. Like it would be, you have those moments where I think like having a section where you're learning how to use this mechanic. And then later in the game, you have to, you have to lean on that and everything else you've learned. Um, that's, uh, uh, yeah, that's what I see anything. Yeah. 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 I think that's, that's That's great. Yeah. The the final boss of Sekiro is I played beat him recently, but that's just like something where I just was like, I am a god. I am just <laughs> it was so I mean, satisfying. If you're not getting that feeling after beating a boss, then the boss fight sucked. Yeah. Lubu Dynasty Warriors. Get rid of it. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> That's really the fucking answer, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you just feel it like Chill Penguin, I was like, okay. That was pretty chill. Pretty chill. <laughs> Just roll my eyes, but yeah, that was but, a pretty chill penguin. It has to be like really hard, or or it's just like a waste of time. Um, this game's a fucking waste of time. I, I mentioned I, I mentioned earlier that uh, 
Well, it was actually Bacon who texted me about this, but how the Boomer Kawanger music is maybe the best in the game. It, it's so good. It's super earwormy, and and the orchids are amazing. It's just like an absolute great song. And favorite song is but i think i have two it's that but i also the track after you beat sigma the final boss when x is just like standing on the edge of the cliff and like the story is scrolling by it's called ending on the soundtrack i downloaded the soundtrack but it just got like so much feeling and emotion it's like gorgeous and like (laughs) introspective it's so good i love that track so i'm between those two chill penguin stage music <laughs> do you're obsessed with chill penguin <laughs> it's I funny i love it yeah no i really i did really like that i don't remember that or the, the burr, burr, ending music yeah actually you nailed it but yeah, now yeah. i don't have to put the music in the episode I don't know what to call this sound. Maybe maybe you guys know. They use it in Miyazaki movies a lot, especially in Nausicaa. It's like, in the back, it's like... It's in that song a lot. I have no Is it just like a keyboard? About. Is it just a keyboard? I don't know. I can't wait to listen after it's this. Like a tw- it's like a twinkly sound. I don't really know what to call it. Yeah, I think Boomer. I think Boomer Quanger is the best. Like the bass when it comes, oh. just kicks off. And also, I just I'm such a sucker for orchestra hits. Yeah, like, orchids are so good in that. It just so just really gets me going. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, one question I have for you guys is: Did you rebind dash to the shoulder button? No, but I wish I did. Yeah, didn't, that's didn't know that was an option. Yeah, it's. I would say anybody who plays action games, do yourself a favor when you start. Make sure attack and dodge are set to shoulder buttons and like just regular buttons. Like those are differentiated so you can attack and dodge without having to move your finger. 
Um, that's like, I just think like you could, will go so much farther in action games if you are able to do that. And you'll have uh, a much longer career, healthier career. No, well, definitely. No, but, right. also, right. but also it's just like, it's just, you know, it's like typing, right? You want to be able to use two, like two hands at the same time. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you're playing Lucio on console, you need jump to be able to jump with your left hand so you can exactly. be wall riding exactly. and aiming with the right hand. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. simple. I should have looked. I wish I did. It would have felt a lot better. And L1 Lucio, dude. Oh, so good. OP. So good. <laughs> OP. <laughs> All right. So, ah, that's. I think that's it, right? I, th- I mean, yeah, other than make robot friends, not robot enemies. I mean, I, I don't really have anything else. Yeah. Um, I guess the one thing I have is uh, if you're programmed with empathy and intelligence to make your own decisions, <laughs> are you making your own decisions? Wow. You know? Huge. I don't know. Also, the first law of robotics, you can't harm, robots can't harm a human, is a program. It's not a law, uh, it's not a law of society. So this game doesn't know it, that doesn't know anything about Isaac Asimov. If yeah, that's who there's wrote the robot. three laws of robotics, but the fourth law is always charge your buster before you move to the next screen. <laughs> As written by Isaac Asimov. <laughs> because it doesn't charge automatically. Yeah. Because they fucked up. Uh, okay. Awesome. We'll figure out what we're going to play next. I think but, I'm on Sigma's side, by the way. I think I would be for uh, Robot Rebellion. I mean, it's certainly logical. Well, it depends on the size of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's next? Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2? Are we going to do yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, think it, it seems like it. Okay. It seems like it. We have, took a, enough of a break. Okay, get ready. Get Metal ready. Gear Solid 2 is going to be good because you're going to see how smart we really are. I'm excited. Yeah. You're going to hear all about postmodernism and it's just going to be absolute intellectual all over the place. And Machiavellian <laughs> and... <laughs> Descartes, Descartes. <laughs> you guys are going to carry me that pod. There's going to be lots I'm of archetypical, archetypal figures. It's going to be, it's going to be great. <laughs> All yeah. right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, am I supposed to say anything to close? No. Okay. Check, same thing as at the beginning. Check out uh, our Discord. Join our Discord. That's what I say. Yeah. Join yep. our Discord. Join up. That's what. It, that's what really counts. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Right, thanks, bye. everyone. For the next Game Club episode, we will be playing Prey from 2017. Happy gaming.